Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Tammy. Now, this episode is a tad bit more special than previous ones because it is the four-year anniversary episode of Tea with Tammy. And so... I would like to just thank everyone who has supported, who has listened, who has just sipped tea with me. So let's get started. to discuss. And uh, it's frustrating because I was trying to condense this show. I was trying to minimize, but there's just a lot going on right now and it's hard to just not mention it. So we won't go into depth of everything, but things will be mentioned. But let's just jump right into things because you know I don't like to be here too long. Um, I don't like to hold you. So <laughs> let's cut right into the episode and hopefully it won't be cake. But um... <laughs> The first, the first topic I want to discuss is Nick Cannon. Oh yes, Nick Cannon. Now, if you know me just a little bit creatively, you know that I, I respect Nick Cannon. I've actually, um, used him as a blueprint, um, for this show. Uh, last year for a month, I had a different host take over the show each week and I took a vacation, a mental health break, and I got the idea from the Wendy Williams show when Nick Cannon took over and he killed it. And I wanted to see the next person do that on my show. And so shout out to Nick Cannon for being an inspiration for things because he's been in the game for decades and he really is a smart, talented, skillful, um, interesting man. But let's talk about him in the recent news. Um, If you didn't know, Nick Cannon has recently been terminated from Viacom, which um, houses MTV, BET, VH1, and many other um, networks. But that means he can no longer be the host and showrunner of Wild and Out. So... As black people who have been following Wild and Out for over a decade. This this means something. This is everyone was like, "Wait a minute. Hold up. Wild and out stopping?" Even if you don't watch Wild and Out, you just expect it to just keep going. And so that really perked my ears because I didn't I wasn't really aware of why. And so when I learned of why, things got a lot more interesting. So as you know, Nick Cannon is a host of many shows, you know, The Masked Singer, he used to do America's Got Talent, he 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 also has a podcast show. And that podcast show is called Cannon's Class. June 30th, he did an episode with Professor Griff, a member of Public Enemy. He has books out. He he was talking about just the the black history. And in that conversation, um, Nick Cannon went into detail of his opinion and comparison of white people to savages and animals due to the history that's been inflicted on people of color and people with melanin. Um, He says that they've demonstrated a lot of savage-like behavior of conquering, um, being evil, and just taking from the next person. Um, If you ask me, 
that all sounds accurate so far. Um, he then went on to, um, have a conversation about how black people are the true Jews, um, in society and how we need to take back, um, the somatic, um, the term and, and lifestyle. Um, and, and people were up in arms about it. And, and that led to the termination of, him on Wild and Out and Viacom. People saw it as hate speech, um, anti-Semitic and prejudice. So just to break things down in layman terms, because I really had to wrap my head around things. And so Nick Cannon saying that black people are the real Jews was viewed as anti-Semitic because it was perceived as an insult to the Jewish history and oppression. Because the Jews, Jewish people have experienced their, their share of a horrific history and oppression. And so people took offense to that saying, how can you say that the black people are the true Jews? That's, that's downplaying the, the Jewish plight. And, and why are you pinning this comparison when I believe in reality, Nick Cannon was stating that black people are just the actual chosen in history and the accurate lineage to Jesus, who is a black man. I believe that is what he was saying in essence. Now, I, I understand the term fake Jews being an offensive term because no one wants to be fake. The, the, the word fake has a negative connotation. No one wants to be a fake version of anything. And so I do understand the, 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 the anger that some people have for that term. But let's listen to the entire conversation and let's really break things down. Now, I'm not a religious person and I can't go far into this topic because it's a slippery slope and I don't want to isolate or offend anyone who is leaning on a religion right now to get them through a pandemic or this race war that is outside. And so let's not do that right now. But let's, let's again, let's wrap our head around the entire conversation. Jesus, a black man, hair like wool, skin like bronze, right? The son of God, essentially, you know, the chosen. And so anyone along his lineage or race would then be the chosen. And so if you believe that, that would then follow. And so the chosen is essentially used in Jewish rhetoric in their religion. And so that is where he is saying that they are the true Jews, not saying that they are the truly oppressed or the, the truly, um, better race of them all. He is just saying that in his history that he believes that is his, he is the true chosen. His people are the true chosen. And again, if you want, if you want me to keep it a thou wow and keep it super transparent, I'm still not hearing anything inaccurate from Nick Cannon. Let that sink in, think what you want. But I see, I see no problems. I see no problems. People are saying that he was also spewing hate speech by essentially saying that within his melanin, there's power and compassion and connectivity and all of these things that make him a God and a King and there was white people outraged online saying, how is that not a form of black supremacy or this black superiority mindset? And, oh, I just hate when people want to play these word games. Like, 
in no way do I believe Nick Cannon is saying that others of different walks of life or races are less than him. But he has every right to think of him and his own people as gods and put them on this power pedestal because we are oppressed. Keep that part in mind. These people are oppressed still in society. We are fighting it still every day. And so for us to say that we have power in our melanin offending you, And we have to remind you every day that our black lives matter, man, like the, the slap it, the audacity. We can't even, we can't even use the words that we want to use to describe ourselves. When in true essence, I mean, if you, if you do the research of the history of just black people and even why people want us as slaves, there, there's power in our, in our melanin, our melanin allows us to not burn from the sun, allows us to be energized and soak in that that energy from the sun. And meanwhile, other races, they may burn from the sun. They're, they're, they're not as protected with their melanin. And so if, if Nick Cannon is believing in his history, our skin, our hair, our essence, we're wearing it like crowns because it protects us and it gives us that power that others that that they simply don't have. Is that wrong to think? Because that seems very accurate. If we're breaking things down and we're stating facts, there is power in melanin. But to be honest, some people are on the internet just saying that no one's really outraged by the, the fake Jew comment or, you know, the, that black people are true Jews comment. It's, it's really just the, um, the white tears of how he described them to animals and savages because you know how white guilt kicks in and no one wants to admit that their ancestors were evil and that they are still benefiting from right privilege today. And so that, that essentially probably is the majority of it all, because I feel like people understand what Nick Cannon was getting across. And we all know Nick Cannon is not malicious or means any ill will to a whole body or group of people. Now, Nick Cannon's been with Viacom for, for, 20 plus years. Um, unfortunately during this 20 plus years, um, in that long time of, of running wild and out, he, he is not the owner of wild and out. And so now that, that rest in limbo, because although Diddy and revolt are reaching out to have it on their platform, unfortunately that that's not possible because it's Viacom's. And so Nick Cannon has pinned an essay on, on Instagram stating that he wants the ownership. He wants an apology from Viacom because they are on the wrong side of history, which I agree with. Um, I feel like right now he's getting very Kaepernicked if that's a term yet, or has been coined yet. Um, Nick Cannon is essentially speaking or, saying how he feels as for the history of the wrongdoing or just like his beliefs and he's getting punished for it. Again, if you ask me, you want, you want me to keep it a thou wow? I stand with Nick Cannon. I felt that there was nothing wrong said 
um, in his podcast. I encourage you to listen to it. It's an hour and a half long, that episode where he speaks with Professor Griff. And there was a, a lot of great gems and quotes mentioned. Um, one that um, I have to repeat that Professor Griff had quoted his one of his friend's books, but um, his friend had stated in his book that it's funny how or interesting how white people or just media or just anyone, the powers may be, take the lowest essence of black people and then amplify that. And so it's just, it's very interesting how like they always want to glorify the the, the wrongdoings and then make examples and then paint us in a certain way. And I just thought it was beautifully said because it's just like they take the lowest of our essence and then amplify that. But yet they want to take everything that we are and wear that. It's, it's crazy how backwards and contradicting, how oxymoronic just society is towards black people. Like we, I, I genuinely, this is a, a like a, a soapbox rabbit hole rant, um, you know, trail off moment, but I genuinely believe black people live rent free in everybody's heads, like period. Like I see us and everything else. I see black. I see black and rock and roll. Uh, like I see, see black and dance. I see black and the greatest shows and, and movies and just entertainment and skill. Like we're the best athletes, the best actors. And so this is like a side note and a trail back to, the true Jews. Like I see us truly being like the, the chosen as for, we're just so talented. We're so powerful. I just believe so much in us black people that if there is a chosen, we would be it. (laughs) Like it, that would be it. We, we own too much of what society does or we are the creators of what so much society does. How could we not be like we are the blueprint for damn near the world. (laughs) And yet when we say that we're the true Jews, it sounds, it sounds weird. How, 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 how can you not believe that? But I digress. I really do wish the best for Nick Cannon in the situation because I feel like, you know, He's kind of right in the, in the letter that he pinned, he said that, you know, they're just trying to make an example of him and, and check him and put the black man in his place. And that's of course what they're doing. Um, you know, some people are are going against Nick Cannon saying how like, he's just, he's playing the victim and saying, oh, they're trying to silence the black man, but that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, he had a very, um, um, foundational opinion. And I, and what I mean by that is that he had an opinion that had lots of uh, great facts and bases behind it. And yet people still got mad. It's just, it's just weird. It's disgusting. I, I stand with Nick Cannon, but let's move on to the next topic. All right. So the next topic still black as fuck. And it really angered me the other day. Um, okay. So I've been buying a lot of 
products and merchandise from black owned businesses. As you know, I've just been, man, I've just been spending, spending my black ass dollar on these black ass things. And I'm so proud of myself and so proud of these businesses as well for just following through with their merchandise, delivering things so timely during a pandemic. But anyway, I've been using a lot of key phrases on the internet and Google like black owned businesses, black queens, black this, black that, black everything, you know? And so of course, with the feds watching, um, (laughs) all of my ads are now tailored to black things. And so when I scroll through Instagram, when I, when I get a promoted ad, it's, it's most likely going to be of those, um, black college, uh, hoodie businesses or, um, just like the black wall art or just black, black inspired things. And so I'm just like, okay, bet this is, this is even better because this is what I I'm really needing. And this is what I want. Um, and so I, I decided to click on a promoted ad in between some Instagram posts Um, and, and check out this brand because they were selling this poster that said that said something of the effect of black Queens. And it was like a pretty little picture that matched it. So I click on it and immediately red flags. This website looks super shady. Um, I'm just like, okay, I start to scroll through some more and everything just seems very basic. Like they have one image for something and it's like one of those, um, those websites where you can take the one image and you can put it on a shirt, you can put it on a purse, you can put it on a cup, but it's going to be that same square image and you can't really like manipulate it. But Hey, if you really like that image, you can put it on anything you want and they'll sell it to you. So it's one of those types of things. And so I'm reading the the reviews and the comments and I'm Googling and everyone is complaining. Everyone in the comment is saying they're, they're stealing images from other black businesses. Oh, and by the way, this business itself is not black owned. And people are saying that they'll, they'll lie to you and say that your merchandise is on the way and it'll never arrive and there's no real customer service and you know all the horror stories that you hear of buying online in a shady business and the fact that and this is essentially the the moral and the point of this topic is that there there's ads out there there's businesses out there that are race baiting they are using this race war this time where people are hurting and really trying to support the black dollar and the black people and taking advantage of people there's businesses doing that right now and i should have known you know, this is, this, of course, right? We're from fucking America, but it's disgusting. And it was, it was boiling my blood because I was just like, really? Not only are they being perceived as a black owned business, but they're stealing from the actual black artists who are creating these images and then not even sending whatever they're selling. The nerve the audacity. Don't play with my people. Don't play with our oppression like that. You know what's going on. You know that this is a popular thing happening right now. It's very talked about. Black Lives Matter. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbar. There's just so many things happening. And so they're using this as an opportunity to be trendy 
and say that, oh, let's 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 start making some things that say black queens on it or black kings on it. Start putting a little afro on stuff like they're just trying to tweak their things or steal things so they can make a dollar during this time because it's trending disgusting. I need you all to do your due diligence when you're scrolling and clicking and buying, do some research, do a quick little Google, Google search, and make sure that it's a legitimate business that is black owned. If that is what your intent is to support. Okay. So they almost got me. Well, they really did it because it looked shady from the get go, but I'm saying that I clicked on this link thinking it was going to lead me to some, something to support. And I was bamboozled and I am, I'm still mad about it. Cause how dare you, how dare you play during this time? Like you playing, you like you playing with my people, but nonetheless do your due diligence. All right. Really quickly before we get to our last topic in between, um, update Will and Jada are fake as fuck. Okay. I last episode, I said I will follow up with whatever, happens next. And they did a red table talk. It was 13 minutes long, despite that the red table talk show is usually 30 minutes or plus. And they just kept it very uh, kosher. I don't know what the word would be, but it just seemed too, too shallow. Like it just didn't feel, I didn't feel the depth that I typically get when Jada speaks about something that's not directly about her. (laughs) you know what I mean so when she has a guest on and they're talking about um their weight loss struggles or how their mom used to beat them she'd be so passionate and forthcoming and emotional and and, in in depth but this time I didn't feel it I didn't feel it and I it just felt like very um like I said shallow I felt like I was on the shallow end of the pool and I was trying to swim like I was trying to dive deep but I, I didn't get that. But essentially, Jada says her and Will at the time were separated. And that's when her and August had their little fling and that it didn't last long and that she was intending to heal him and help him with his mental health and that he's a beautiful soul and they're they're doing great. So, <laughs> like it was just it was just I, it was just not what I wanted, clearly. Um, but Hey, we knew what we weren't going to get what we wanted, but it was just nothing near what I needed either. But, um, another thing, um, I don't know if you saw in the news or just trending on Twitter, um, about T-Pain being mistreated by other rappers. Uh, my, I guess he did a recent interview where he was sharing stories about how, you know, rappers have fallen asleep on him during sessions or just not responded or just straight up just said to his face like nah nigga I would never work with you and um a lot of people were just confused on the timeline saying like how dare they disrespect the goat who's birthed all you niggas and you know raised all y'all all y'all all you auto tuners just for y'all to never you know put him on a song or reach out or, you know, respect him as an OG. To me, this is nothing new. Um, He's been voicing this opinion for the past decade. T-Pain has been, I don't want to say bitter. He he had a chip on his shoulder for quite some time. Now he kind of laughs it off and he tells funny stories about it. But for a very long time, people 
indeed treated him like the redheaded stepchild. And it was just, in my opinion, you know, the doings of the the music industry and just egos and all of that. And so the story of how he tells it in, in many interviews and on uh, in short version, the song, um, the goat featuring little Wayne, um, he, he talks about how he did tons and tons of features from like, Oh, seven to 2011 or some sort 2012 for free. So like a four to five year run of just bangers and hooks and anthems, smash hits, club songs. T-Pain's been around for a minute. So imagine all the choruses that he's done with like DJ Khaled or just like Ludacris, Lil Wayne, as he tells it, he, he did not get paid for those things. And at that time, he was cool with it because it was implied or it was somewhat discussed that they would then return the favor. They would then hop on his songs or, you know, help him when it came time for his album. And you know what happened? I'm sure you already know. When it came time for T-Pain's album, no one was to be found. You know, he reached out, he needed features, he needed this, he needed that. And, you know, a lot of people weren't trying to be on a T-Pain album or a T-Pain record or whatever. And and that led him to start writing these country and pop songs and getting that, that, um, that, that CMA, that country music award money. And so <laughs> I do not blame him, but that is not a new story. Look up some interviews, look up some songs that he's explicitly talked about this on. And you would know the story of where he feels wronged by lots of artists in the industry and just the business itself and how he's had to alter what he kind of does um, just to still get a dollar the right way because the people that he thought had his back didn't. Um that's some, that's some, that's some real shit. And I, I feel bad for T-Pain because he really did birth these niggas. Like he really was the pioneer for a lot, uh, uh, like a sound, a movement, a whole a genre in a way, uh, just a, a sound. Like he, he is responsible for a sound. So it's sad, but it's not new. Okay. And then the last thing I want to briefly just mention is, um, who shot Meg the Stallion? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, it's not funny, but what is going on in 2020? And like, first I thought she had stepped in some glass. They had said, or she had, you know, cut her, her foot from the footage that I've seen from TMZ. But she, she went on Instagram and stated that she was a victim of gunshot wounds. Um, she went to the hospital to have the bullets removed and that she is now recovering. Um, she was with Tory Lanez and another friend. Um, I guess someone opened fire. Um, Tory ended up getting charged, um, for, I guess, in unlicensed or just having, um, like a, a concealed weapon on him or in the vehicle that was registered or something of that effect. Um, and so that that's going on right now. This, uh, it's scary. Um, everyone's on a witch hunt now to find out who shot Meg the stallion, because come on, man, we can't be what's like, that's what we doing. 
that's what we doing now? Like we shooting Meg the Stallion? Like that's crazy. So we'll we'll see how this story develops because it's it's a weird one and <laughs> the internet being messy as they love to be are blaming Kylie Jenner because you know um Tori, Meg the Stallion and the third friend were coming from Kylie's pool party and people say that there there is a Kardashian curse um but I'm not going to feed into to that <laughs> but it is weird but let's get into the last topic and I'll get out of here rest in peace Nicole Thea um Nicole was a, a YouTuber um who recently passed away during childbirth along with her child I did not follow her or her YouTube content. Um, I, I know that she would do videos with her, with her significant other. They were, you know, that, that, um, documentive, uh, a vlogging couple. And so they documented everything in the pregnancy. They're dancing, they're smiling, they're shopping, they're doing a lot of things on camera. And, and they're just a beautiful, beautiful black couple. And it's, it was just heart wrenching to hear the story um, of, of her and her child passing away during childbirth. And it just brings me back to my personal fear of having children. I, I would love to have like a basketball team of kids. I would love to have a huge family, be responsible for all my children and just be that mother hen. But I am incredibly terrified to trust our medical system because believe it or not, we as black people experience medical discrimination and racism. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't believe that <laughs> because we, we experience racism everywhere we go. And so in the medical field, I've heard so many horror stories of just how they disregard and undervalue our lives and don't acknowledge our pain. And that realization, like that thought, and then imagine yourself having the most important moment of life that requires medical assistance and you just got to trust the process. Oh man, I have too many trust issues to, to go through that because too many systems in our society don't value us. And so if the systems were built against us, do you think I want to have my child within this system? No, I don't trust it, not one bit. And I, I would hate to say, because I don't know the details that, you know, it was the 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 doctors or the hospitals fault for why Nicole passed. But I do know that black people or black women die at a much higher rate during childbirth than any other race. <laughs> Why is that? That's, that's ridiculous. How is the black mother in one room passing away and the white woman next door is having a successful childbirth? And I think it all comes down to like this unconscious, because even when people say they're not being racist in the medical field, they could still be. And they, they, they just don't realize it. There's so many things that happen unconsciously or just like 
without the intent that you don't even realize that you could potentially be racist or prejudiced. And so, for example, um, I feel like people are grow up to believe that black women are just so strong. We're just strong black women, you know, from the images, how you see us in movies being portrayed, we're always bold. We're always in charge. We're always running the household or something of that effect, right? The, the black woman is strong. And so as a white person or a different race, I'm sure you're probably thinking, oh, strong black woman. And that's not a negative thing to think. You know, to think that a black woman is strong is not a bad thing, right? And so you grow up to be a doctor and you're treating your patients and you have your list of patients. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how it goes, but you have your list of patients, right? You are probably going to be more inclined to check on the non-black people because in your head, sis down the hall, she's so strong. She got this. Every time I pass by, she's so strong. I don't need to check on her. She's doing all right. I I ain't even got to focus on her. Let me check on Sally right here because when you picture damsel in distress, what do you then picture? What image? (laughs) I won't answer it for you, but they're going to assume that 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 person needs their help. And so it's just that unconscious racism that black people experience in the medical environment. And it's, it's heartbreaking because that patient needed your assistance. They're not in the hospital for shits and giggles. Um, doctor, uh, doctor asshole. Yeah, we need you over here. You don't have to just check on the white people. Us black people feel pain too. <laughs> as strong as we are, because we always pull through and make it through, we still need your medical attention and some shit. Like the fuck? And it's just, it's just disgusting. I, I, it, I have so many different emotions when I hear about just a black person dying in the care of a medical professional, even though not everything's perfect, not everything goes right. And sometimes you can't save everyone. I get that, but it's just weird on how we have to suffer the most statistically when it comes to the outcome of how we're treated. It's, it's not right. I, I don't, I'm, I don't fuck with that. I don't know about you, but, um, if, if I plan to go to the hospital or, you know, am I have my future babies, oh, best believe I'm going to have a team with me. I'm going to definitely have my midwife. I'm going to have my, my special doctor that I've been talking to the whole time. I'm going to have, you know, I, I got to make sure that if something ain't going right, that I can trust someone around me that's going to have my back and make sure that I make it through. <sighs> I've heard too many horror stories to where that's, it's, People aren't fortunate to have other people looking out for them that they can trust. And so I just had to say, rest in peace, Nicole Thea, beautiful, beautiful woman, talented, skillful. Like she was a great dancer. She's just beautiful. Like I, I'm going to, I plan to go back to her content and just see what, you know, what type of um, essence she had in her videos, but just looking at photos and just hearing about this story, 
oh man, it broke my heart. And so just be careful um, when you are seeking medical attention that is serious um, and just always have people that you can trust around you. But um, that's all I wanted to discuss today in today's episode. Um, A bit longer than I thought it would be. Look at us. Look at us trying to be a whole full episode and shit. Um, Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Um, Man, I really quickly, I recently like yesterday finally listened to the, um, the 911 call of Kenneth Walker, um, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. And, oh man, it was like a gut punch. Oh man, 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 man. If that, just hearing that call, if that doesn't make you want to just do something, to get the justice that she deserves. I don't know what else will. Like, I just, I don't know what else will. I stand with Breonna Taylor and getting her justice. I also stand with Nick Cannon and his beliefs, hopefully that he can own Wild and Out. He can take that to another platform. And of course, be careful when you're online and you're seeking out Black-owned businesses because there are ads and businesses out there that are tricking people into believing that they are a Black-owned business and swindling you for your Black dollar. Um, make sure you follow Tea with Tammy on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Apple Music, Apple Spotify, and iHeartRadio. TeaWithTammy.com to subscribe to weekly emails of new content that is posted. And until next time, (laughs) we're in year four. I can't believe it. Year fucking four. And we have so much more. Just sip some tea. (laughs) 